It's always good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? I said, isn't it always good to be in the house of the Lord? There's a lot of places that we could be today, but I'm so glad that I'm in the presence of the Lord today. And I'm so glad that you are here with us in the presence of the Lord with us on this beautiful day. We're so excited that you are here. And if it is your first time with us today, I would love to say welcome to Legacy Church. We're so glad that you're worshiping here with us in person today. And if you're watching online with us or you're listening throughout the week on our podcast, we're so thankful that you are watching and listening with us today. And if it is your first time here with us this morning, if you're here in person, you should have received a Connect card when you came in. Uh, be sure you fill that out. And right after service, we want to meet you. Uh, just uh, give you a little gift from us today for being here with us. So be sure you fill that out. And if you did not uh, get one, you can get one as you leave. Or you can pull out your uh, cell phone and text VIP to the number on the screen there. Then right after service, we look forward to meeting you in our forum. And as always, I want to say thank you so much for giving with your tithes and with your offering as you do each and every week. Uh, We're so thankful that you uh, give and you were part of, of our ministry all throughout the week as you give. You open up doors for us to reach out to people that we could not reach out uh, just by ourselves. So I just want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness with your giving. And if you'd like to give this morning, our ushers will be at the door as you leave. Or our options to give are right on the screen there. You can give in person. You can go online to LegacyChurchRome.org. Or you can text any amount with your phone to that number on the screen right there. And as always, thank you so much. It allows us to do some incredible things. Some of the things that you see right here, some of the things that you will never see uh, because as people come throughout the week and we're able to help people in need. So I thank you so much for, for doing that. And um, as you know, I want to thank you so much for being here. Uh, the last, probably since the beginning of this year, all of our services have been full and we've had to go to a, like a, a seating chart just to get as many people as we can in here. And the last few weeks, we've had people on a waiting list that cannot even get into the building. Uh, so we are praying about what to do about that. But I wanna say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for registering on Mondays. Thank you for showing up. Uh, it really helps us out. And I just wanna remind you that our, uh, our registration opens up every Monday at 10 o'clock. But I'm gonna tell you a little secret today, just in case you don't know this little secret. This is just between us, okay? This is not between the thousands that are watching this morning. It's just between us right here, the hundred or so that's in this room. You need to get our app, okay? You need to get our app. Go to the app store and type in church center, church center, and you will download the app. And then there will be, uh, then you will type in, uh, whenever you get there, you can type in Legacy Church and you will download our app. And whenever you get to the app, I'm gonna pull it up real quick, just to remind myself there, you can get there. It has our service times. It has ways that you can contact us. It has, uh, you can give right here. I know a lot of times if you're giving online, sometimes you forget your login or you do, well, did I do this email or that email? Uh, I want to encourage you if you give online, you can, all this information is right here on your phone and all you got to do is click give and every time it will be put into your account. So you don't have to type out your passwords, you don't have to type out email addresses, thing, anything like that. And also, this is the big secret. On here, there's a button called events. Whenever you click on that event, you can go right on and you can reserve your seats. Now, this is the secret. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but usually on Sunday evenings, by eight o'clock, 
All of our services are right here and you don't have to wait till Monday morning, okay? So I want everybody to get in. I want everybody to get here. So this is, this is your key right here. If you go to our website, it will not let you to about nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. But if you go to our, uh, our app, it'll be right there. You click on the one you want and it's just like uh, you're registering online. And you can do that about eight o'clock this evening, okay? So if you want to be sure, I know some of you are working during the day and you can't get online, understand that. But this right here allows you uh, Sunday evenings, you can get on and you can reserve your seats for next week, okay? So be in prayer with us as we uh, look at our options because we want everybody to be able to be in the house of the Lord, but it is as uh, as <laughs> social distancing takes out about half of our seats, uh, it uh, limits us. So um, so be sure you register Sunday evenings or Monday mornings. Okay, who's ready for the word of the Lord this morning? Open up your Bible with me to Acts chapter eight. We'll be going there in just a moment. Acts chapter eight. Acts chapter 8, we've been talking about culture shock, and we're going there again this week. I believe this is week four or so. We've been talking about culture shock and things happening in our culture, things that happen in our culture that sometimes uh, uh, leave us kind of awestruck, things that shock us. But this year, we don't need to let the culture shock us, but we need to be shocking the culture amen we need to be the people that are setting the culture for our city for our world for our nation in our churches and that's what we've been talking about and how how do we get there and uh i want to kind of go back a few weeks i'll be going to acts in just a moment but a few weeks ago i talked about uh, i read a verse in proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 I'm going to kind of pick up on there and kind of expound on that a little bit today, where it said Proverbs four chapter uh, Proverbs four verse twenty three, it says, "Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Keep your heart, be diligent with it, be diligent with what you allow in your heart in your life. Some say, guard your heart." Why do I need to guard my heart? And the reason is because out of the heart, what we allow in our heart causes a lot of issues in our life. Can I get an amen? Whenever you start allowing some things that do not need to be there, those things start taking root and it starts to create a culture in your life. And this is bad news for a lot of people. This verse right here is bad news for a lot of people. This, this verse, because if this verse is true, which it's in the word, and the word is truth, if, if this holds true, that, that, that what we allow in our heart causes us issues, if this is indeed true, we just eliminated the line and the lie of the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. Either this verse is the truth or a lie, and out of the heart, the issues of life flow. This verse is telling me that I can guard my heart, and if I control what is flowing in me, I can control the issues that are coming out of me. And a lot of people have issues with this. Why? Because we have been taught to blame, to, uh, we've been taught to blame everything on the devil. It's the devil's fault. The devil made me do it. 
You went off on somebody this week. The devil made me do it. You went off on that cashier. She took too long. The devil made me do it. You didn't like your barista. She put too much sugar in there. Guess what? The devil made me do it. It's silent in here this morning. The devil made me do it. And this verse right here proves, proves that this is wrong. But I want to remind you this morning that the devil didn't make you do it because the devil has already been defeated. Amen? And, 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 and it, is, it is not something that has to be done. He's already been defeated. It is finished. The word says that he's been dethroned. His authority has been taken from him. Amen? He has been exposed. The keys were taken from him. The word says the keys were taken taken from him and the keys to the kingdom were actually handed to you. The Bible says that Jesus went and took the, the, the keys back of death, hell, and the grave from Satan. If Jesus went and took the, the keys back from hell, from Satan, you know where he lives, how in the world does the devil have the keys to your house if he doesn't even have the keys to his own house? Mm. How is that? The only way that the enemy can have entrance into your life is when we, give, is when we start to, to cooperate with the way that he thinks. When he can get you to think like he thinks. When, whenever he starts to control your thought patterns. Whenever your thought patterns start aligning with his word more than the word of the Lord. That is when he gets entrance into our life. The devil loves it whenever you are like that lame beggar that we talk talked about last week that we talked about last week sitting outside of a beautiful gate sitting outside that the gate is what the gate is is symbolic of opportunity the devil loves it when we the christian people are, are, are like the lame man and we're sitting outside of a beautiful opportunity looking down and we and we are thinking that we can never it never can get any better than this we will never get past this problem there's no way we can make it through the opportunity that thought is constant contrary to the word of the Lord this morning. Amen. And when you start talking and believing that that, 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 that that is contrary to the word of Lord, you are giving entrance to the enemy himself. So if God says that you are victorious this morning, guess what? You need to believe it and act like it. Amen. Because if you start speaking defeat, you are thinking, start thinking the thought patterns that the devil has for you. And you are opening up doors for the enemy to get into your life. Why? Because what you are saying is going against what God says for you. That is why you have to guard your heart. That is why a few weeks ago we talked about how the heart is like soil and everything that comes into it starts to take root there. Whatever you put in today, it will come out tomorrow. You don't, if you don't want perverted issues in your life, guess what? Don't let perversion get into your heart. If you don't want marriages, issues. Don't let marital problems get into your heart. If you don't want forgiveness issues, don't let unforgiveness start to grow in your heart. If you don't want money issues, you, you don't need to let the love of money get into your heart because the word, this word hurts this morning that what we allow is the issues of our life because you can no longer blame the devil. It's all what we let into our heart. The devil made me do it. Acts chapter 8 verse 4 this morning is where we're going. And in Acts chapter 8 verse 4, 
as I said last week, Acts is when the birth of the church really begins. These people have been filled with the Spirit, the upper room experience, the raining down of fire from heaven called the Holy Spirit is raining on earth at this point. And in Acts chapter 8, verse 4, it says, Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word of the Lord. Then Philip, by himself, little Philip here, went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord he did the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, for unclean spirits were crying with a loud voice. Mm. Philip is here. The Lord is doing miracles through him. And in verse 7, unclean spirits started crying out with a loud voice. Unclean spirits were crying out with a loud voice. Demonic spirits, things not of the Lord, listen, were very loud. Just because someone is making noise, just because someone is loud, just because everyone else is following that movement, just because everyone else is tweeting that doesn't mean you should follow them. Be careful following someone or a movement because it is loud. Being loud does not make it holy. Can I get an amen? Just because it's loud and everybody's saying it and doing it, be careful. It doesn't make it holy. Because in verse 7, it says that the unclean spirits were crying out with a loud voice, and they came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed right then. And, and there was great joy in the city. The next verse, verse 9, but the Lord is moving, verse 9, but... There was a certain man there named Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and he had astonished the people of Samaria claiming that he was someone who was great to whom they all gave heed and the least to the greatest saying, this man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he was because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time but when they believed philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of god and the name of jesus christ both men and women were baptized in this passage this morning, we are seeing two kingdoms fighting against each other. We are seeing the kingdom of God and Satan's kingdom wrestling with each other. And we can look at a broader scope at where we are right now in the world and we can see good and evil, just like here in this passage, battling against each other. It was true spiritual warfare. Little Philip is here in Samaria. He 
he's over here doing miracles. And then here's Philip and people now are starting to look at him and he's practicing sorcery, black magic, uh, a demonic power over here. And now people are looking at him and saying, oh, this is the power of God. In this passage this morning, we are in a region, a place called Samaria. Samaria. If you remember correctly, Jesus was headed that place one moment and took a small detour when he got to Samaria and he met the woman at the well. And speaking of people dropping you off at the same location of life like we talked about last week, Jesus comes to this lady who had who she was known as she was known in her city if you know what i mean and she stopped by this she stopped by the well at the same time every day she stopped when no one else was there because of her past she is there and jesus starts to read her mail and reveals to her that he really knows her and then all of a sudden he asks about her husband and he says i know you said that you don't have a husband and that's right because actually you've had five husbands and the friend that you're with right now is not even your husband. We're not even talking about friends this morning. He said, really, you've been with six different men and he was calling her out. Why? Because it was a cycle in her life. It was a culture in her life that needed to be broken. And all of a sudden he says, right, the five you were with and now you're with your six right here because because she had been with six different men but guess what now she was about to experience the seventh man in her life and if you know anything about the number seven in the bible the seven seven is a number of completion she had been with people who were taking away from her but now she's about to experience the perfect man now she's about to experience the one man who can bring her life together now she's about to experience the seventh the complete man. The Bible says that this woman, because she had an encounter with the completion, because she had a because she had an encounter with number seven, the real man of God, the word says that this woman became like an evangelist and she was going all throughout Samaria. And what she would do, she would witness to one person and she would say, You've got to come see what this man has done. This man has completed me, and he has undone everything that the other six have ever put inside of me and she was there and she starts going around and she is witnessing and she is telling people come see what he has undone come 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 see this breakthrough in my life and all of a sudden she's going and she's winning one soul and they're turning to their house and they're winning their house for Jesus and this cycle continues and all of a sudden because of this one woman who had been with six different men because she finally came in contact with the seventh man there started a move in Samaria and the broken was leading people to Jesus Christ I say all of this because in this passage after this woman at the well started a movement in Samaria what was once a movement The devil is sending a man named Simon who is a sorcerer and he is still in the region and he's trying to alter the culture of what God is trying to do there for the believers. Listen, whenever there's a movement of God, be careful because the devil is about to do something in your life. 
Whenever there's a movement in your life, the devil will have a plan to come and to shift that culture back to the way it was. And because of sorcery, Simon now had a hold on this, 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 this region's mind. He had a hold on their mentality. He had a hold on the way that they were operating. He had a hold on the way that they were seeing things. He, Samaria was really just literally eating out of his hand. So even though they've had some joy in the region, although they've had a little movement, they haven't pulled down the stronghold. They not had a breakthrough in this region. And a lot of times this is where the church is. This is where a lot of church people live. We come and we have a great service. We come and we get little Holy Ghost bumps and we come and whoop and we dance and we jerk and we shout and all of a sudden we go back and nothing has changed in our lives. There's been no change in your marriage. There's been no change in your job. There's been no change in life style. No, no, no. And all of a sudden we become like this, this, this region of Samaria where we've just had a great service and the house is full of joy, but we go back and it's just the way we left it. Hmm. Little did Simon know that while he's there doing sorcery, the Holy Spirit was leading one man named Philip to the region Because enough is enough. Enough is enough. The Lord was moving. The devil sends his own person. And, and the Lord says, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I was shaping this culture. Enough is enough. When the person that you are with is interrupting your church flow, guess what? Enough is enough. Can I get an amen this morning? When that thing that you are got your mind focused on is stealing your joy, enough is enough. When the place that you keep going to is decreasing your faith, enough is enough. And Jesus said right here, no, no, enough is enough. And Philip was by himself, one man, going into a region. It did not say he had his entourage with him. He didn't have an armor bearer with him. He did not have, he did not have a troop with him. He had none of those things. Little Philip was by himself as one man. And I want you to listen to this. When God gets ready to do something, he just needs one person. He's just looking for one person. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, I am that one. I want to be the one. Come on, look at somebody and say, I am the one. I'm the one that's ready. I'm the one that's willing. I want to be that one that has fire shut up in my bones. I'm the one that's ready for the fire to be on my life. Here I am, Lord. Use me. I want to be the one. Then you understand that the devil is not after the masses. The devil cannot control masses of people. He's not that powerful. Sure, he has, he has multitudes of demons, but the devil isn't after the masses. He's after the one that's leading the masses. Hmm. The devil's after leadership. Why are there so many people falling in the church today? Leaders. Because the devil is after leadership. And if he can ever get to the leader, he can conquer a region. 
The devil can't stand the multitudes, yes, because he understands that where two or three are gathered, there is the presence of the Lord. The devil can't stand the multitudes, but he hates the one. He's out to destroy. He's he's not out to destroy the entire region. That's too difficult. He's out to destroy the one, the leader. The devil isn't after the church. He's after your pastor. Do you want to know why he's after the pastor? Because the American Christian has started worshiping leadership more than they worship the Lord. And if he can get your pastor to fall, he knows you're going to throw your hands up and say, well, if he can't do it, I ain't doing it. If they're over there, if my pastor's doing that, I ain't going to church anymore. That'll preach right there. He's after the one. He's not, he don't have to destroy the church. He's after the leader. He, he the devil isn't after America. He's after our leaders. This, my friend, if I see another Christian saying, I'm not praying for that president, I'm going to come knock on your door because this right here, my friend, is the reason we should be praying for our leaders right here because the devil is after the leadership. Don't, don't Facebook me and say, why are you praying for him? I will not respond to you. I don't have time for the ignorance in my life. Why? Because the devil is after leaders. And this is exactly why you should be praying for every leader. I don't care if you like them or disagree with them. I don't care if you voted or not voted. I don't care what color they are. I don't care. I don't care who they're bowing their knee to. If they're bowing their knee to a false god, that is more of a reason you should be praying for them. Why? Because the devil is after our leadership. My name should be on the top of your prayer list. Because the devil knows a lot of you look at me and say, oh, he's perfect. That's pastor. He wakes up every morning. He just gets out of the bed. And he's like, la, 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 la. It don't work that way, does it? I'm not a morning person. The devil is after the one because he understands what, what the word says. That if you smite the shepherd, it will scatter the sheep. And he understands that if he can get to the one, it will totally, it will totally dissolve the culture that that person said. It will totally move the, it will, it will shift them. Why? Because if you can smite the leader, he understands that the sheep will start to scatter. And our God, when he is ready to change a city, when he is ready to change a culture, when he's ready to change a region, just like the devil is looking for that one to destroy, God is looking for that one to use. That's the way he works. I mean, look at scripture. Out of Adam, one man, he pulled the entire human race. Out of Abraham, he he pulled out an entire nation of Israel. God rescued a whole nation with one woman named Esther. God saved the entire human race with one man named Jesus Christ today. So when God wants to shift the culture, and whenever he's got something for someone to do, he is looking for one person. All he needs is one. Do you feel like you're by yourself? Well, praise the Lord. You could be the one. You're the only one on your job that believes praise the Lord. You are the one. 
You are the one. Why is the devil holding on to you so tight? Why does the devil have such a, uh, such a grip around your neck? Why can you not get loose from him? Why? Because he knows that if you get loose, everything connected to you will get loose. He knows if you get loose, your kids will get loose. He knows if you, the leader, get loose, your whole house will get loose. He knows if you get on fire, your spouse will get on fire. He knows if you get loose, your business is about to grow. He knows if you get loose, something's about to happen. Why do we need to get loose? Why do I want you to get loose? Because I don't want to be the only one on fire in the church. I want my entire house to be on fire. Why do I want to be the one? I want generations behind me to be on fire. I want a church to be on fire. Can I get amen? I want generation to be culture shockers. I want generations to be set on fire. And if it can start with me, here I am, Lord, send me. I don't care what I got to go through, hill or high water. Here I am, Lord, set me on fire. Loose me with the power of the spirit today. Why? Because I want generations to come to church. They're not looking for pretty church. They're looking for a church on fire. Fire's not pretty. And they are looking for something. Get loose today. Why? Because the devil is after territories. And he gets to territories, territories when he gets to the leader. The devil is mad. In this passage, he can't stand it. Why? Because the woman at the well, one woman, you ever been mad at a woman? Y'all, somebody's lying in here. (laughs) Don't look at your neighbor. The devil couldn't stand it. One woman started a movement in Samaria. She was shifting the culture. It wasn't just any old woman, a woman that had been with six different men. Everybody was talking about her. Everybody knew her junk. And all of a sudden, this one woman started to shift the culture of Samaria. And the devil was irate. He could not stand it because one woman had gotten free and she led some others and they led others. She led the one person in the house and that person turned around and led their entire house. That person went and they led one and all of a sudden one became hundreds. Hundreds became thousands and the devil could not stand it but now the region was it ever really set free or was it just a little movement Hmm. see there's difference in a little movement and a breakthrough can I get an amen there is difference between just a little movement and a breakthrough he is setting the culture of that area he is dictating how they all feel and they all think and God sends Philip full of the Holy Ghost and power. And as Philip, the one comes and he's bringing a word. The Holy Spirit is moving. It's shifting cultures again. People start to be healed. The lame start to walk. They are filled with the Spirit. They are baptized in the Spirit. Something starts to break 
It was no longer just the movement, but it was a breakthrough. Know this, the devil is coming for the one and he is highly organized. The devil's not divided. The church is divided. We can't figure out what we believe. (laughs) Silence. Today, I feel like this. Tomorrow, I got on Facebook and I think this way. What does the word of the Lord say? The church is divided. Why? Because we are listening to outside sources more than we're listening to the word of the Lord. Period. That's our problem. And here they are. He's so highly organized. The devil is not divided. Even the word of the Lord says Satan has a kingdom and it is not divided. He is very strategic. You want to know why? They are all marching to the same beat. They know their mission. They know their vision. They know their core values. They've got the t-shirt. They are after one thing to steal, kill, and destroy. Period. He's so strategic. Whenever you look at the word, Jesus went to the Gadarenes and there was a man came out of the tombs. He was living there. He was a demon-possessed man. And when Jesus asked his name, the demon spoke and said, we are legion. We are many. There was one man who had a legion of demons inside of him. A whole group of orchestrated demons had come against this one Man, the demons knew what was about to happen. The demons knew whenever I meet Jesus, I've got to get out of here. And they, the word says that they started begging. They started asking Jesus. I don't care if you make us get out of him, but they said, please do not make us leave this region. Hmm. Why? Because we got something going here, Jesus. We're about to take some. I can get out of him. I can find one more person. Whatever you do, don't make me leave this country. Don't make me leave this region. In other words, we don't mind leaving the man, but please don't make us leave the region. And the church a lot of times is in this same place. We are good with us getting free. We are good with us having a church on fire. But what have we done to change the region? He's after your region. You know what your region is? It's your city. It's your house. It's your family. He will do everything he can to shift the culture of your city, of your nation, of your house, and your family. I mean, just listen to this. Abraham, help me out. Abraham went to the group of people back in the Old Testament, and guess what he did? Listen to this. Listen to this culture that one man starts to create. Abraham goes to a group of people, and he starts to lie to them about his wife then you see his son Isaac Isaac starts talking to a group of people and guess what he's lying to them about his wife you see this culture that is happening in this family this lying spirit has now invaded an entire household because it started with the one leader then you see Rebecca who was married to that son Isaac and they bore Jacob, Jacob was a trickster. He was somewhat of a liar. What did he do? He lied and tricked his brother just so he could steal the birthright. And now a spirit of deception is all in this family and all in this house. 
Then there was David. He had a lust spirit. And that lust spirit, many things come from the rejection of his father. He is lusting. He is wanting someone to, to accept him. And it grows into lust. This David has a son, Absalom. He tried to overthrow his kingdom. He has a son named Amnon who raped his own very daughter. And his son Solomon had 800 wives and 300 concubines and so many crazy women calling him calling him baby that guess what he lost his entire kingdom why because that spirit got in one man and it set the culture for generations that spirit got in his region it got in his house and messed up the entire house it messed up his entire house I mean everybody I mean generation to generation to generation lying and deceptive and it just kept snowballing and snowballing and snowballing guess what I'm tired of talking about their house I'm tired about gossiping about everybody else's house I want to know this morning what's going on inside of your house What's the one thing that you, what's that one spirit that you've allowed to creep through your front door and you crawl in bed with it every night? What is that one thing that's in your house? What spirit started with your grandparents and it was passed to your parents and now you're standing here like, what in the world do I do with this? And now you're sitting here fighting the same battle that generations have been fighting. What is happening? What is inside your house? Somebody today needs to declare, this is it and I'm the one. I'm the one that is stopping with. I'm the one that's going to get a breakthrough. I'm the one stopping it today. I'm not passing this to my children. I'm not passing this to the next generation of the church. I'm not passing this. I'm not passing this deception I'm not passing this I will not pass this along but today I am it I am the one here I am Lord set me on fire I need a breakthrough today because I want to be the one that stops the mess in my family would you stand with me today I want to be the one that gets a breakthrough Generations before you saw movements. I want to be the one to get a breakthrough. I want it to stop right here. I want the perversion to stop with me. I want the divorce rate to stop with me. I want the broken home to stop with me. I want the lying to stop with me. I want it all to stop with me right now. Raise up your hands with me today. I feel there's a presence of a breakthrough in this house today. There's a breakthrough in this house today. Come on, lift up your hands today. Lift up your hands today. Come on. He's the Lord of the breakthrough. You are the Lord of the breakthrough. We worship you. We worship you.
every head bowed and eyes are closed. If you're in this place today, you say, you know what? I need a breakthrough in my life. There is something in my life. I've watched for generations and I will not. It's gonna break through right now. I need a breakthrough. It feels like Satan has had his hands around me. I need to get loose today. I need a breakthrough from heaven. I don't need a movement. I need a breakthrough. I need an end point right now. I need a new beginning right now. Without anyone looking around, that's you. Would you just raise up your hands in this place? I see hands going up everywhere. We're going to sing this out. Come on. Sing this over yourself right now. Come on, sing it out. pray over every person that raised their hand this morning. Chains break right now. Demons leave bodies right now. Leave our minds today, Satan. Get your hands off the children of the Lord today. Loose them. Set them free, oh God. Lord, I'm praying for a breakthrough from heaven today. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. If my people, today, Lord, we are your people and we are crying out to you for a breakthrough. We're crying out a breakthrough for our nation. We're crying out breakthrough for our regions today. We're crying out breakthrough for our homes. Breakthrough for our families today, oh God. Devil, get your hand off of God's people. I said, devil, get your hand off of God's people. Devil, get your hand off of God's chosen people. Loose them today. I believe there's a pornographic spirit that's being broken in this sanctuary today. There's a perverse spirit that's being broken off some man right now. I declare it over you today. You are being set free today. It is stopping with you. There's a spirit of divorce that is in your house. You watched your great-grandparents, your grandparents, your parents. I declare it broken right now. It is broken off of God's people. Get your hand off of the children today. Get your hand off of God's children today. He's the Lord of the breakthrough. You are the Lord of the breakthrough. We worship you. We worship you. Sing it out today. give you thanks today oh God for the strongholds that's been torn off people we pull those things down right now in your name oh God 
I pray you set souls on fire for you. I pray you set homes, regions on fire for you, oh God. And let it begin with me, oh Lord. I pray for every leader. If you're in this place, you're a leader today. Why? You're a leader at your school. You're a leader on your job. You're a leader in your home. The devil is after the one. Prepare us for a greater battle this year, oh God. Prepare us to stand when everyone else sits. Prepare for us. Lord, prepare in us a praying spirit, oh God, where we just cry out to you. Lord, wake us up every morning and let us pray for the one. Let us pray for leaders in our life, oh God. I declare victories in this house today. If you need victory, would you just raise up both your hands? I need victory today. I feel victory in this place today. I feel victory in this place today. Oh, we worship you. Hey. I feel victory in this house today. as we leave today bind us with strong cords of love that cannot be broken let us not look to the right or to the left but let us fix our eyes on you this week I pray that the devil's plans and agendas for his for, for the people in this room this week I pray that those plans are broken today I pray it I speak it over the people today let us be a people who walk in grace. Let us be a people who walk in your mercy. Let us be a people not arrogant, but we know that we are victors and we walk in that this week, oh God. We give you all honor. We give you all praise this week today, oh God. Amen and amen. Will you put your hands together today and thank God for his presence?